Hello and welcome back to this long-awaited Play to the Whistle podcast. My name is Ollie. My name is Charlie. And uh, yeah, it's been a while. Um, I've been busy. I've, you know, on a placement. Charlie, what are you doing at the moment? I'm currently doing a sports law internship. Wonderful. Yeah, we've just been busy flourishing and by that i mean forgetting that we actually do have a podcast well we haven't been well we have been forgetting we just always talk about it a lot this would be a great idea for the podcast and then we never get around to it but charlie's come around to my house today and we thought what better opportunity than to make a podcast better late than never and actually we're going to be in time for this tournament if we are, if we post it in time because usually we make the episodes yeah we just don't post them on this time, one's on yeah. me to edit so hopefully but so basically the world cup's coming up soon and this episode is about the World Cup. We're going to be talking about you know, the host country, the last World Cup predictions, group stages, and just, just random stuff about the World Cup. And the... Yeah, this is a kind of off-the-cuff episode that we've brainstormed in about five minutes. So you're kind of getting our first honest opinions, because I don't think we've talked to each other about the World Cup in depth, no, in person. So... On Instagram, yeah, we talk about stuff all the time, but... You avid listeners who are here for this podcast to are going to get first-hand experience fair, of this. Fair play to people who actually listen to our podcast. And I have I know people have... I look on the Anchor app and it, tell, it gives you the breakdown of demographic. You know what? Fair play to those listeners, especially you who's in America. There's one person in America who listens to us. <laughs> if you're listening to this, big up. <laughs> <laughs> big up there. So we hope you enjoy. Yeah. And it's live. All right, so first we are going to talk about um, probably the most talked about aspect of the World Cup, which is the host country. It's in Qatar. Mm. Where? Um, Qatar. 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 You're saying that really weirdly. It's Qatar. Qatar. Okay, sorry. It's, it's, it, I. It, it, that, that, that. <laughs> anyway, Qatar. I say it like that, okay? I say it like that. This isn't fair. This is how I say it. Anyway, Qatar. That's how you say it. Okay, it's in Qatar. And people um, are very opposed to this because of the problem of human rights that um, there is within the country. Ollie, do you want to talk about this? Yeah, so obviously, as Charlie mentioned, the human rights with all of this is awful. I mean, I've just given a quick Google, apparently. 6,500 migrant workers have died in Qatar since the construction of the World Cup stadiums and 34 are classified as non-work um, and like 37 directly through the construction and it's just I think it's Eric Cantona that came out recently and said that he's not going to be you bastard I was going to bring that up <laughs> yeah sorry well I wasn't, wasn't planned this but he came out recently and he said that he's not going to watch it or follow he's France gonna, he's pretty because, much going to boycott it yeah um, which is fair enough. It's like a lot of people had criticism on David Beckham being an ambassador for this because it's not just um, the human rights issues to do with the actual tournament in the country. It's about the human rights issues within the country. Mm. Yeah, completely. And it's, I don't know, it's a bit dodgy. Personally, Qatar had the biggest brown envelope, which is why they're hosting it. I mean, a Christmas, well, it's not really around Christmas, but a winter World Cup, it's November to December. Yeah, but I, I kind of associate Christmas. Well, I guess so. I'm more thinking like it's not over the Christmas period. It's just like it's, it's during in, it's the, in the build period. up to Christmas. But it's going to be different. Yeah, they're not going to be celebrating Christmas over there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but 
you know, it's going to be a new experience. It's going to be a novelty, you know, being able to watch a World Cup during the cold winter months. But it's gonna, it, I it's, don't know whether I'm going to like it or it's not. It's going to bring a different aspect because when you think international football, you think summertime, you go around to your mates. I think about, especially at uni, you know, like the classic uni houses where they've got just a massive front room. Yeah. I think about sitting there, windows open because it's, it's sweltering hot and you're there with your mates having a couple of beers. Whereas now it's going to be cold. People are indoors You're going to anyway, be in so. that hot room with the window shut having a hot chocolate. Well, you're not going to have the energy on any, because of the energy crisis. Oh, God, it's so expensive. Yeah, exactly. It? But... Um, you're going to be in... I reckon more people will be going to pubs and stuff. Do you think it'll be as rowdy? Um, yes, I let's think... Say, let's say... Okay, let's look at it over there. Because there's also problems with drinking and stuff. Like, England fans have been given a specific um, uh, warning against the way they <laughs> Just act. the British people. Yeah, they have. Um, what was the question again that you asked? <laughs> Do you think it's going to be as rowdy, like... In, in England and yes absolutely there. no matter oh, yeah. no matter what World Cup there is there's going to be rowdy fans rowdy England fans like, no matter where you go no matter what the month is there's going to be rowdy England fans yeah. and it's just going to be interesting normally you're normally you're out in the summer and it's like July time and you're just wearing shorts and an England shirt now you can have coats on like how, how do you wear how do you wear the England shirt in the winter months um, over a hoodie over a hoodie? That's what people do, yeah. Will a hoodie suffice? Will it keep you warm? No, you can wear you can wear a coat over that, but that's what people do. That's what Americans do with American football tops. But their jerseys, yeah, are but their jer- yeah, they're mass, they got massive shirts. Um, in yeah, I but, don't, but yeah, I don't think the fashion aspect comes into it. But I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, it's something be, to think it's, about. It's, I'm just, I'm thinking about where I'm going to watch it. Most people are like, they're going to watch it at the house or at the flat or blah blah blah. Or at the local, it's just I don't know. I remember I was on holiday the last World Cup when the final was on. I remember I was in I was in Turkey. What for twenty eighteen? Yeah. I mean that leads us perfectly onto the next point, which is we're going to quickly reflect on the previous World Cup and you know what it what we've learnt from it. But yeah, but quickly, what are the final thoughts about it being in Qatar? Final thoughts? Yeah. Nothing we could do about it. Facts. <laughs> it's it. Money makes the world go round. Yeah, it does. Okay, and it leads into the next point. I yeah. feel like Russia got the World Cup because once again they had the biggest brown envelope. And it also, not just completely diverge. The next World Cup. Can I just say how good it is? I'm actually looking you dead in the eyes right now. Like, like you're here. Yeah. We're normally we do this do you know over, how like, it is? over like teams or something or, or Zoom. Yeah, we're not that sort of scared for teams. Yeah. Anyways, though. Sorry for that. The random. next World Cup after Qatar is in Mexico, Canada, and America. Yeah. Absolutely love it. I just like pick, just pick one of the three. Just pick one of the three. But Why have it across got, three countries? You know what well, I mean? Well, they did it for the Euros. Who was the home nation for the Euros? There wasn't really. I know, but it wasn't as good. Like, the next Euros is in Germany. Is it? That's going to be class. Like, because it's in Proper one country, heritage. you can get behind it. It's like France 2016. It was just good yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, having a World Cup or an international tournament it's nice in one country. nice having one atmosphere of football. Yeah, the thing it's is, so it's, much better. If the World Cup had to be in America, or like, the continents of North or South America, essentially. Yeah. I think Mexico would be the best place. Because I agree. Because I of think because of the football heritage, they love their football, and especially I. I don't know about the local domestic leagues and stuff like that, but the international football, they take that with like yeah. pride. Yeah, like more pride than a lot of the nations. Well, I think the last World Cup in Mexico, I think it was in 1970. I could be very wrong, but it Argentina won it that year. Is the hand of God, yeah. Argentina went on to win it. Oh I, I do that. believe. And like, 
I think I don't think Canada have had a World Cup yet. Give it to Canada. Pizza. America America had USA was ninety four. Ninety four. Good memory. Yeah. We weren't even born. We weren't even born. We weren't even born for the seventy one. Um <laughs> I reckon give it to Canada. Okay, we're going beyond you, the point. If you say wait, so you say you give it to who? Give Give it to Canada. Don't give it to no. America. Yes, no. it's so Canadian football. No, it's exactly. Not. No, but it's not about. It's not about. It's not about the the football in that country. It's about providing a new country fairly. You know, Qatar's a new yeah. country, brilliant. But like Canada, have got stadiums. You know, they've got the infrastructure. You know what I mean? Like, give it to a country which deserves it. Don't give it to Qatar. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, as you were saying before, I've rudely interrupted you. Um. I was going going back to Russia, the 2018 one. What have we learned from it? What have we learned from it? Main um, well, I'm getting the group stages up here right now, if I can find them. Yeah. I mean, whilst you do that, I'm just going to say, yep, you go. France were amazing, but I don't think they're going to do as well. It's a bit of a curse, unless you're Spain in between 20, 2008 to 2012. Yeah, to be fair, it happened to Brazil. It's a bit like of a curse one. that you never... Um, oh, I guess Brazil's an exception. It's not really a curse, then, if there's loads of exceptions. Well, Brazil went but, from... When did they win that... They lost one Brazil what, final ninety eight won it o two and then yeah semi semis o six whatever but um I don't think France is going to do as well it did amazing that tournament if I I feel Russia was a very very good World Cup I think it was a it was a good World Cup if you say the first thing I'm thinking of moment I'm thinking of is um obviously the England penalties was that was that yeah against Colombia. Yeah, Round of 16. Columbia. Yeah. Yeah, that. But one thing, one moment that just comes to mind, so you know Parvard's goal when he when he goes across the goal? Against Argentina in the, in yeah, the and he's quarters, like, yeah. outside the boot. Swears it. For some reason, no, that goal just comes to mind. Yeah. And um, good goal, that. I think I think it was a good tournament. I what was, the, what was the World Cup before that? That was the 2014. Before 2018. Yeah, 2014. yeah that Brazil. was a good World Cup. I yeah. think it was a decent World Cup. France did. I think you associate the best World Cup with your age. I was, in the 2014 World Cup, we were in, we were in year nine. Finishing year eight. So I was like 13. Oh yes, because I remember it was... the first time I met you. Yeah. Do you remember? That's cool. Yeah. Do you remember the first time I met Ollie, um, we were in the new the new house, day house we were in and to just spark a conversation because no one was speaking and we had some new boys join the house. I went, oh, so did anyone watch the World Cup? <laughs> and Ollie goes, well, of course they did. Of course I did. Of course I did. It's the World Cup. It's football. And no I, one else was watching I, anything I, else. I, I, am I wrong? You weren't wrong. Exactly. Just, so what are you complaining well, about? Anyway, okay. I think... What do you... Th- I think it was a decent World Cup. 2014? No, no, no. I'm talking about the, the one just... Look, the 2018, 2018. We went into it being like, Russia doesn't deserve this World Cup. They're the biggest brand envelope. And it turned out to be a fantastic World Cup. They actually and that's, did pretty well as well, as a home nation. Yeah, and that's why I'm kind of going into this Qatar one. You know, like, nothing can change it now. We're just going to have to watch yeah. it. And it, every World Cup delivers a good, you know, an underdog team. Like Croatia in the last World Cup. Unbelievable run. Yes. Before that, 2014, you had Colombia. They did well there. They got to like the quarters, I think, or the semis. Yes. Uh, Argent- I mean, uh, Uruguay in 2010 got to the semis. I mean, I've, I've got to say, I'm looking at the group stages and the group winners. Uh, group A, Russia, Uruguay. Group B, Spain, Portugal. Group C, France, Denmark. D, Croatia, Nigeria. E. I, I remember watching the draw and thinking there's not a single group which is difficult. But the, like, the they're, they're is, very the evenly is, spread out. I don't think there's there a single group of There that. isn't a group 
of death. The only people, the only teams who didn't make it in, surprisingly, Argentina in Group D didn't. They got booted out. Um, who else got booted out? Poland, but oh, yeah. I'm thinking of the wrong. I'm talking about so. I mean, I'm talking about 2018. Okay, so if we now talk about 2022, the upcoming one, the groups. Oh, sorry. Yes, I thought we we're still reminiscing about the old World Cup. No, 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 no. We can segue on to the new groups. I've not got them up, but if you want to get them up. Um. Well, no, I remember watching the World Cup draw for the new World Cup, for the Qatar, and there wasn't a single group which stood out to be difficult. Group A, I'm aware, is quite difficult. I think that's got Netherlands, Cameroon, Sen- Netherlands, Senegal, um, and who else? Ecuador and Qatar. That's a really difficult group, actually. Netherlands are good. Senegal won the AFCON. They've got a seriously good team. Mm-hmm. Qatar's the home nation. And Ecuador, the difficult team. Have you seen... Every um, single South American team will be difficult. One, one of the things I had to research is uh, Chile are trying to get Ecuador kicked out of the World Cup because apparently they used a player, his name's gone from my mind, um, that was not a Ecuadorian nas- national like national drama and they're trying to get um the appeal done through fifa and fifa rejected it but it's going to go to cass the um oh i know cass cass is the the oh my i literally wrote an article about them today I literally I, it is yeah. the viewers you're going to have to hang on because we are both anal cass is the court of arbitration court of arbitration sport, sport. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just waiting on their appeal, but th- they just think they're going to sweep it under the carpet. Anyway, that's just a random fact. Group B is you got England, Iran, the US, and Wales. That's such a politically infused group. Iran, USA, England, and who else? Wales. Wales. Like, oh my God. I, I, okay, that is I'm being so honest. Drama. I'm kind of worried. England's current form, we recently drew 3 3 at home to Germany. Fair game. We had a lot of character come out no. in the second half, but I, I am. I'm worried. For I England. do not take anything. It's a bit like before the prem starts and pre-season. No, just you do. You just do not take pre-season as gospel. And I'm yeah. not taking what's happened recently with England as gospel. But what I'm going to say, I don't think England will win it. I reckon it's got like a knocked out by Brazil in the quarterfinals written all over it. And I'm going to go on to this point. A South American team is going to win the World Cup. Argentina or Brazil, one of the two, they're going to win the World Cup. Mate, we haven't even gone through the rest of the groups. <laughs> You're jumping at 20 miles an hour. We've got about six more groups to go through. Okay, okay. We'll come back to that point, but let's just go through each group and give our predictions. Group A, I think ne- Netherlands and... Senegal, Senegal 1, Netherlands 2. Okay, Group B, I think it's difficult because England are used to losing to mid-quality teams. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think it will be... I kind of want it to be England and Wales. I don't really want the USA to go through. England won, USA two. You think? You know, I I can back that, but I want Wales to come second. Group C is Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland. I think Argentina won, Mexico two. I agree. Facts? Yeah. Then you've got Group T, France, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia. Denmark, France, one, two. Denmark, France? Denmark have such a good team. They have an unbelievable team. Do they? Yeah, they do. I look Schmeichel, Vestergaard, Damsgaard. I mean, they're all going to go through the guards, aren't I? Um, who's uh, Christensen? Uh, yeah. Eric Eriksson. Um, okay, I mean, I mean, I reckon, I reckon France won Denmark too. Nah, France are going to um, have such group, a poor World Cup. Group, 
They are because there's too many characters in there's their team. This, yeah. That's what all the gossip is around. Have you seen the Paul Pogba with his brother? Yeah, it's wild, all that, isn't it? All that crap. But anyway, um, Group E, you got Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. This. Now, this is a juicy group. Can Only you say that again? Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. My goodness. Spain won, Germany two. No, Germany won. You think? Oh, 100%. I don't know. I actually can't choose between Japan and Spain. Spain have been doing good. I know, but Japan, I just feel like it's one of those teams. That just gonna, I, I, it will be Spain, but Japan will put up you a You think good fight. Germany are going to go? I think German, Germany have a such good like artillery. Of Germany, players. okay. I'm, no, I'm, you're not allowed to make any work. We're not there yet. Uh, okay? Okay. So, so you're thinking Germany, Spain? Germany, Spain, yeah, I'll go with that. Thing is, I back that as well, but I'm gonna say Germany, Spain, just because I know more about Germany, the actual team, the Spain team, like the Spanish team. I don't know a lot about like their reserves and stuff. Anyway, Group F: Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Belgium one, Croatia two. Yeah, but Canada, Canada. No, no. That they'll they'll put up a fight, but they won't. They'll roll over. And the yeah, other team? Morocco. Morocco. Just, oh, to be fair, they have Ziyech. the Moroccans have, you know... Ziyech. Ziyech. They have, um, you know what, I've just... Hakimi. Hakimi, yeah. They did well at the AFCON, I swear. That's where they got to, like, semis or... Who knows? No idea. I don't. Group G, you've got Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland and Cameroon. Brazil won. Brazil won. Serbia too. Serbia... Have Mitrovic, Vlahovic. I think they have Matic. Is Matic Serbian? Yeah. Yeah. They have Handanovic in goal. I think Handanovic is yeah. Serbian. You think Serbia will come second? I don't know. Handan- I don't know. I'd, to be fair, I'd, I'm just going to say Serbia too. I reckon uh, Switzerland too. No, no, that's good. That's good. I reckon Cameroon too. No, Serbia too. Brazil, this is gonna be this could be interesting one. that group actually. Brazil group's one, that. Into. This is group G. Like that. And then the final group, which is actually kind of an interesting group, you've got Portugal, yeah. Ghana, Uruguay, and Korea Republic. The Koreans are kind of decent at football. You got Sun. Even in one person. Yeah. <laughs> I did that in Morocco. I was like, they're decent. They got Ziyech. <laughs> I mean I said Ziyech. Yeah, no. Um Portugal, Go for it again. Portugal. Ghana. Ghana. Uruguay. Korea. Uruguay won, Portugal two. You serious? Yeah, I do. Portugal won, Uruguay no, two. No, no. Yes. Oh, oh, actually, yes, Portugal yes. Are, are, you, are you Portugal have an amazing team. I've actually seen a post recently Uruguay of the, of the squad so depth dirty. that Portugal have, and they can they can put up like three decent starting 11s with completely different players. No, I do agree, but I'm gonna I'm gonna die on this hill. Uruguay won, Portugal two. Oh, I feel sorry for you. You're gonna be buried there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Peaceful death. Okay. Now, Mr. Piers, as you allude to, you, who do you think are the main contenders then? Right, I'm just going to go off on one. So I know, strap, you go. Strap yourself in. I'm already strapped. Brazil or Argentina are going to win it. Germany and I reckon Belgium are going to make the semis. I, I, haven't, I haven't worked out, haven't gone through and worked out who can go where, whether all of them will be on one side of the draw. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But I think they, those four are going to go very, very far. I think France are going to get knocked out early. I think France it's is too, it, it's, it's too many personalities. In it worked in France because they were all young and they were all like 
getting their feet. But now they also didn't. Now, ha- they didn't have as okay. Some players did have the attention. I understand that. Yeah. But now because there's so much hostility within the team and the camp and the squad. Yeah, I agree. There's always gossip. Like someone in the French team who Loki does piss me off a little bit is Mbappe. Because of, I because so of, dislike him because of PayPal. him because of him in PSG. Obviously, he got this role where he's got uh, like a shareholder thing in his contract, whatever the crap it is. But he's got so much arrogance about him. I don't like it, and it's not like Ronaldo arrogance. Where Ronaldo, in his younger days, when he just joined Real Madrid, like he was arrogant. But it was that was Ronaldo, and he performed to that level, and he was in La Liga. Okay, he, Mbappe's in. I'm gonna league. counter this though. Mbappe's won a World Cup. He's won multiple league arms. Like you could argue that he backs it up with performances. No, but I'm, he's I'm just. Talking, I'm, I talking just think he's pre- a... I'm talking about him predicting him for this World Cup. Okay, he yeah, has. So... He has got a World. No, no, the last World Cup, he was incredible. He was incredible. He was quick. Yeah, Silly. he still is that. He still is that player to some extent, but he he demands more, which players can do. But he's mm. demanding too much and not putting too much, taking as much ownership yeah. of what he needs to do within the team. Because I don't know if you saw that stat when it came to Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe as a front three of PSG. Mbappe provided nothing for the other two players. I know he's a striker, but even they provide for each other if they're playing as a centre forward and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, I think, back to the point, I don't think France is going to get that far. So anyway, as I was saying, I think France has too many personalities and it worked back in Russia, Russia World Cup, because they're all kind of young, they're all finding their feet, but now now they're all big personalities. It just doesn't work. Um, So France are going to crash out early. England, we're not going to win it. I reckon we could get to I the want quarters. to win it. Obviously, I want to win it. But being completely realistic, I don't think we are. I said before the Euros, it was either going to be England or Italy. And, you know, Same. one of them one of them came true. But I just feel it's a bit like, I mean, I'm an Arsenal fan. You guys listening, if you are listening, know that already. <laughs> you have a <laughs> real don't. sense of just like being sensible. Well, an Arsenal fan base is nuts, but I like to think I'm quite a sane one. Like even now we're winning the league. Like we're top of the league. We're, we're doing so well. We're not gonna. We're not gonna win it. We're no, gonna I, end. I, I, we're gonna I, finish I, I like third because your, it's, a, it's, your... a, it's, a, it's a realistic expectation. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And I completely think that's what's gonna happen to England. Like we've got an unbelievable team. You could argue another golden generation. I don't know. Give it a couple of years to see what happens with more youngsters coming through. But we're just not gonna get over the line. We don't. Gareth Southgate isn't picking the right team, and that's simply. The thing it. is, is one thing I need to give Southgate, and I wasn't a Southgate fan before when he was in the Euros, because he chose such rogue teams which didn't make sense, but they performed, and they did perform, and no one can counter that. In the Euros, he picked weird teams with so many defenders, weird people playing in midfield. Like it was a weird mix-up of starting 11s, but they performed. And they performed well. So I, I am a Southgate supporter and I can understand why in the midst of all these crappy results and all this shit that people are doubting him. But I'm going to back him and I'm just going to take every game as it goes. I'm not going to look ahead. I'm going to take every week as it comes, as footballers should, with the next result and next performance. Because I can't, I can't look ahead and be like, we're guaranteed to get to the semis. Because there's just, I don't know, there's some uncertainty about us. You, before the Euros, you had a feeling like, oh, this something something feels good about this it tournament. It felt good because of the group of players, which we still have. And it, I don't have the same vibe for this. But I'm, I'm just going to quickly rattle through. I, England need to play 3-4-3, Pickford in goal, 
Walker, Dyer, and Tamori, the three centre backs. Dyer? Yeah. Really? Unbelievable pivot. In Not John three. Stones? No. Dyer's imbe- unbelievable pivot. Reese James on the right. Yeah. Um, Chilwell or Shaw on the left. If Chilwell's, like, if, if Chilwell's like, fit. I, do you know what? I, I actually really rate Luke Shaw. I do as well. I Chilwell's really like, good. I love him in England. In so. the middle, you've got Bellingham and Rice. Yeah, right, Saka, left Sterling, Kane up front. Saka is, has to start. Thing is, He's thing the is, best thing winger. Thing is, Come on. is, I don't mind Saka starting, but he is a great super sub. He is. It's like Jack Grealish. He was a great super sub in the US. I'm, he is good enough to start. I agree. He's good to start, but I think he doesn't need to start, but that doesn't take away from the fact he can. Mm. You know, I agree with that. I agree Pickford in goal. Um, defenders... I don't know. I don't get how you're not putting John Stones in there. He's always injured. He doesn't play that often for City. Eric Dyer plays every week. He plays in the back three already, which is the same mm-hmm. as England system. And he's always the can, pivot of that okay. back three. He's can we can we so talk solid. about something we both agree on, which I'm glad you pointed this out in the England team. Carl Walker, Reese James. Carl Walker has to start instead of back. Reese James. James. Trent doesn't go anywhere near Trent, starting eleven. <laughs> Trent. I'm putting out here now. He's a great. He's a great on the ball. He's great attacking. He's not a good defender. He cannot mark the back post to save no. his life. Reese James has not. He's got speed. He's got strength. He can defend. Also, he can whip a ball in. Not to the extent of Trent. He's not got the same vision, but he can whip a ball in and make something happen. Hmm. And with the pace of him and Carl Walker on the right side, yeah. Anyone on that right left wing is getting pocketed. Yeah. If Ronaldo is coming down, he's not getting past them. He's not fast enough. He's bigger, but maybe a bit thick. But James covers that for Kyle Walker. Mm. I right. I just I'm just happy we've gone that midfield. Jude Bellingham, incredible. Right, I got a couple of questions for you then. Go on. On the topic of like predictions. Yeah. Um, winner. I've not thought about it. All right, I'm gonna go. I think it's gonna be Brazil. Can I run you through my contenders and I'll pick one? Yeah. Okay. No, no. Sorry, I'm looking through. I'm looking through the groups. Piss off, France. Okay, Germany. Yeah. Argentina. Mm-hmm. Brazil. Pick one. Thing is, you're right. Oh, you're just right. It just is going to be Brazil. They've been performing really well. And Argentina, I, I, I could easily go Argentina. It just, as well. it just depends the side on the table they get on. But yeah. I reckon because they're. Anyway, I reckon one of those three. I will. I'll come back to you. All right. I. I. Yeah, come back. Okay. It's it's one of those three. Top scorer. Harland. I'm joking. Um. Right. I'll let you think about it. Yeah. Have you already got these answers? In my head, if if he goes to the World Cup, I don't see any reason why Gabriel Jesus won't be the top scorer for that Brazil team. Out and out striker, and if they go on to win it, which I think they do, they they're going to need their striker to score. Yeah, I don't I, see I'm, why. To be fair, I'm reckoning that doesn't I, happen. I agree with that. I also think Kai Havertz. He he does score. He scores. Like I'm not. I don't know. Oh my he, days. That's okay. I I know the Jesus one was rope. Kai Havertz. I, I'm allowed. To, I said. I said. Yeah. Rogue. He's a good player in the Rogue. German team. All right. Okay. We'll go with it. Underdog. Team, yeah, I know who I want it to be, but I don't think it will be them. Who do you want it to be? I want it to be Wales. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's going to be Uruguay. 
honestly, the South America, the South American teams are going to pop off this 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 World Cup. They they the European are. teams aren't really holding much, are they? I'd say Netherlands, but then Netherlands are not. No, but Netherlands not, not to what they are. They're not an underdog. They're not. Yeah, neither's Belgium. Right, Belgium's not an underdog. They're in the top five. Yeah. Teams. Um. I think Uruguay. I'm just looking at the teams who could actually go through. Is Portugal an underdog? Yes, Portugal is an underdog. You don't expect Portugal to win it. I reckon Portugal. Portugal being my underdog. Yeah, fair enough. Who, um... Oh, what was the question? Who do you... Oh, yeah, who do you... Biggest flop. Like, biggest team flop. France. No, it won't be France. I reckon they'll, France. They'll get far, but Belgium in a team flop. No, like... Oh, maybe. They got, you to, know the, what? They got to the semis last Netherlands, year. Netherlands. I think they're going to Four years ago. Netherlands are going to flop. Ooh, yeah, I can I can back that, but I think I think France are going to have a. Mm, they shouldn't do. They've got good players. Netherlands. I think France. You know what I'm saying? France is going to flop. Sticking with your guns on this one. Yep, a hundred percent. Right. So this is an idea I thought about the other day and it's not it's not necessarily an idea I think it should be something which is yeah it's a given so obviously at a World Cup you pick the players which play for your nation I am a strong believer that you should be picking managers and their coaching staff and their coaching staff from your country like from the nationality and you know like when Fabio Capello was the England manager, I always thought that's so weird. He's not English, and it's the same he's with from. when Thierry Henry. Where's he from? He's Italian. Okay. And it's the same when Thierry Henry. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Thierry Henry. He was part of the Belgium coaching staff when they beat. When they didn't. They, they didn't play like, France. In yes, the, they did. They in, got knocked out by France. They got knocked out by. They did get knocked out by France. No, you're correct. Yeah, they got knocked out because then they played runners-up with Croatia. Yeah, so... um, I know that stuff. I always find it weird that you're going against... You could, at some point, as with Thierry Henry, going against your country of, you know, what you class your nationality to be. And I always think there's, like, there there could be a clash of interest, you know, and, like, a slight bias. And I know you're performing your job, but, you know, like, Roberto Martinez, the Belgian manager... Hmm. he's Spanish, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, I just think it would be so much more fun if, for a World Cup, managers and coaching staff are based on selection similar to how players are. So, uh, for example, I don't see any reason why not Graham Potter cannot like is not selected for the to be the England manager and uses uses coaching staff but then because but, it's but just so much more I, I, okay I understand that and I think that would be more exciting because I think what you would get as well is you would get more of a country's character of football yeah. so in South America let's say Brazil you have a Brazilian manager you're going to get the street flair type of football you know you're focusing on your attack stuff yeah. like that German it's just efficient system yeah so like, I, I like, think it's such what, a good like but the thing idea. is I think it's a great idea and I think it embodies what international foot international sports should be it should be a nation you're representing your nation yeah exactly it should do that but the players get picked based on performance form how they've been throughout the years performing for the national team whether it be under 
16s, 18s, 21s, stuff like that. Yeah. For example, okay, how then do you pick that manager? If there's yeah. only one manager currently, but would you say, oh, they have to be playing in the Prem? Or would you take all English managers of top flight? Would you take them of the top two leagues around the world? Like, how would you go around that? So obviously, obviously it's, I'm being very nah, see these specific, are... but it's a question to ask. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how would you go about doing this? It's obviously very difficult. Like, in, in being realistic, it, it won't ever happen because of just it would then become so diplomatic and it could like back like backhand dealings, especially in like South American countries where like the really dodgy bloke gets in. But I, another fun way of doing it is you know how in polling systems for like political parties. Get the country to vote. Get the country to vote. Oh my God, England would vote Mr. Blobby as their manager. (laughs) No, obviously there'll be like, there'll be like candidates. So it'll be like Gareth Southgate, Graham Potter, Eddie Howe. And you go to a polling station. What's wrong with Roy Hodgson? It's a terrible (laughs) joke. You go to a polling system and you vote for, vote for who you want. Rooney, Gerrard. Oh my God, that would be... No, they're not good managers. They're English. No... No, I'm sorry. Eddie Howe and Graham Potter are way better managers. I never said. I never said really they. Like, I never. You know, but we need the best. Never we need the best. But then you need to make there. it a fair playing ground. But it's clearly playing obvious ground, that the ground. best English managers are going to be the ones managing the best teams. So, like English managers in the top two divisions. Do you think then South South I can't say the name. Gareth Southgate, not South Southgate. Gareth Southgate would be managing a top a top flight team. No. He's a championship manager. Really? Yes. Yeah? He's a championship manager. Eddie Howe and Graham Potter would do so much better of a job in England. And this is why I think it'd be such a fun thing. Like, how fun would it be if when the team selection comes out, the manager also comes out? Oh, that'd be sick. So, like, you know... You're like Big Brother. <laughs> yeah. So, you when the you know, you read the list of the players, you go through the goalkeepers, you go through the defenders, you're like... But the thing oh, is, you already, need the oh, manager, you already need the manager pick to then pick the squads. I know, I know, I know, I know. But the thing, the, the thing is, why I think that there is a difference between international managers and club managers, you can't have both, is because, let's say, in the period when... Um, there's club football on the international managers are solely like spending their time looking at the performance of players thing with their national teams so when the Prem's going on Gareth Southgate his um, coaching staff and stuff like that are researching the players and checking who should be playing who who should be in what team Conor Gallagher let's be honest he does play well but he's still under 21's level but he comes in the first team here so I know you mean the managers have to be picked before and on to no 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 I, I understand this but it's just in that system, are you saying you could take a man who's a club manager and then he does a stint at international manager? Yeah. Or is he given an international manager contract and that's him for four years? No, no, no. He's, because he, that, he's, that's he's, not stable he's, he's on the stint. But international football isn't stable. What what the fuck yeah, is true. what the fuck is stable about people every four years? About every four years, yeah, not true, even that. I get it. Or every two years if you count. Do you know? Euros. Do you know what else is? That's a very good point. If you get a, a manager who's playing club football at the moment, they understand the level of football. That's, that's being played exactly. they understand the game at that time if Gareth Southgate isn't managing for three years and then in that fourth year he's obviously going to a World Cup going to Euros he's got to get he's just got to do research and see how trial and error works in the friendlies let alone say Graham Potter's just come in to take Chelsea he's got a whole season to go about to get used to how he wants to play and also and like I also want to add it's an absolute honour 
for some footballers to play for their country. I can imagine it's the same for managers. Managers, oh, of course. Will, like, like it'll be such a good opportunity to promote your country not only with players but with managers. Like, I'm sure yeah. there's so many like excellent like Argentinian managers that coach in Argentina that we haven't heard about, Marcelo. but that could, but could through. Bielsa, Bielsa, where's he from? He's Argentinian, Sorry. but they could through the World Cup. Look, it's just. It was just something which I think it's a I think it's a great concept. Yeah, makes, I, because mm. for example, there was a rumor Thomas Tuchel should be England's next manager. He's a great manager. A great manager. He shouldn't have got fired by Chelsea. But why would he want to be England manager? It would be a great job. He would get the best players. He would get great players in the type, of, and they would be able to play the type of football he'd want. Let's be honest. But I just don't understand how that works. I think, as you say, it should be. A manager from the national country representing their nation. You don't but see then again, I feel like me saying that is not very inclusive. You know, it's. But neither if there's if there's a capable manager from a different country, then obviously we're going to take them. Oh yeah, but it, it was just you know, if we got offered Hansi Flick, we would take him in a heartbeat. Would you? The man did one season at Bayern Munich and won everything. But that's Bayern Munich. No, but I'm, that's saying, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I would rather get in someone who's done something good at a worse mean, team. What, like Graham? Not Graham Potter, like Eddie Howe then? Well, as an example, yeah, sure. But I just think, like... Do it for, do it, okay, then do it for an international... Do it for a na- manager you would take. Arteta. Put Arteta in England team and he'll do better than Hansi Flick. Yeah, Arteta's done way better with the Arsenal team than Hansi Flick one season at Bayern Munich. And it... <laughs> If, if you're going by trophies, that's such a stupid thing to say. But no, I, what I Arteta's but built... If you put your Arteta team against Hansi Flick's Bayern Munich, you're getting dicked. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so I don't... I don't. I, I, I understand. Boys, but... I understand. It, it's just difficult. It's also, just... Arteta was a very just biased example. I'm just... I, it could I be know, anyone. That's why I roll miles when you said it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's a great concept. Yeah. Um, there's not much else you can change with the World Cup. Besides... Aren't they changing the... Oh, I'm thinking of the Champions League. That's the Champions League. Yeah. Changing the setup of that. That's well, a whole other episode, guys, by the way. <laughs> we'll, we'll get that next year. Um, <laughs> yeah. <what>? Yearly episodes. <laughs> Mate, we're still on 2018 kits. I, that, oh, my God, we are. Um, Horrific. Oh, yeah, quick note. England kits. Okay, let's run them through the oh both. If you've not seen the England, we're just doing England because obviously we're, we're supporting them and we're English. England's home is a white kit with this blue, I don't know, grading across the torso we don't like it why don't we like it ollie it's just not a very nice look what's that one thing we really hate there's this line which goes across the top of the chest like connecting the shoulders and it it's just the worst design for a top it's so infuriating so for, for people who don't know about football kits for example what what com- you no, people what you people peasants um what what companies will do is they will make a model of a shirt and they use that shirt that they've designed with this particular fabric and technology and then base teams uh, shirts on that model so for nike they've used this one model where they've got this line across the collarbones and it's just it's growing on me a little bit but i don't like it what about the away kit well the away kit i actually really like yeah. but i I liked it because it was all red. It was looked like a good, um, looked like a good kit. And I realised that it had the, the line across the chest again, and it just ruined it for me. I I like it. 
I just wish the shorts might be another colour. It wasn't all red. I wish it was a navy. It's 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 the kind of premonition that you have saying you like a team who does if they have a good kit they do well. Like you want them to do well. Yeah. I want England to do well, but this kit is not World Cup kit. It's not. Kit it's literally got round was, of sixteen knocked out written all over it. It, does, it just it, it, it reminds me of Iceland us against Iceland in the Euros. I'm just That's not the confident. vibe I'm getting with England. Yeah. But I mean what. This has nothing to do with our performance, but yeah. this is just our... Yeah. I mean, rule. the main thing behind everything here, though, is just how much the World Cup means, not just to us, but just that to football fans. That is a great transi- transition. What is going on with my English today? Transition, my friend. Like, the World Cup means everything. And the idea that peop- that UEFA... That's not UEFA... That FIFA might change it to like every year or every two years. It's, oh, it's just farcical. It it means nothing if if it's a common occurrence. The World Cup is a novelty, which is why yeah. it's amazing. And when you play it, it it's a real sense of excitement. The one thing that the world the four year system brings is a new generation. Obviously, a generation is eighteen years, but I'm talking in football terms. Within the four years you have from the last World Cup to this World Cup, so much can happen within your team whether it be manager players the style of football it's just something that shouldn't be touched if it it, don't fix it if it's not broken if it ain't broke don't fix it exactly and it's just such a novelty as you say like i would hate for it to be every two years because then it would lose that sense of i don't know sense of specialness i don't know the word i generally it's i can't speak about how great the world cup is because one thing I love about it, and this is why I like you bringing up the fact how important the World Cup is, is how it's so inclusive. You do not need to be a football fan. You can be a diehard football fan. You can sit there with people next to you and celebrate the fact your country has scored or a yeah. team's doing well. Like, like One thing my mum loves about the World Cup, and she picks teams who she supports, is she picks teams who properly sing their national anthem. She loves Brazil. Brazil sing the national. Hey, look! If I if I was in that England team, you best fucking believe I would be I'm belting that. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, especially the new one, you know. But like, like I put my heart I, into that. My mum used to hate. She speak. They're bastards. They're dickheads. They're not singing the national anthem. They do mumble it. A whereas, bit, don't where, they? whereas you see, I don't know. You see Mexico. Mexico are going to be screaming the national anthem. The Italians famously scream the national yes, anthem. Yes, but like that sort of thing. That my my mum doesn't watch football that often she likes national football and international international football sorry but that's someone who does, who can still enjoy and appreciate what the world cup is you do not need to like football you do not need to support a team but it is something that i know people who don't like it are gonna watch and gonna love and that just brings so much joy yeah I think. it's such a great thing to bond over obviously there's the bad sides like racism and shitty fucking hooligans and all that crap which is it's shit that that's even something we need to talk about but it's still, I still think it is the best sporting event on the planet. It's the most watched sporting event. It's the, it's it the event with the most money. It's, it is the biggest event ever, and nothing will, nothing will surpass it. What's that look for? I was gonna make a joke, but I don't want to make it. Oh, maybe not then. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I think that's it for this episode. I think that's it. Let's, yeah. Let's check the. I mean, sorry if this episode's been a bit. If it's been a bit of a ramble, we're kind of just getting back into it, aren't we? We're going as we are, pretty yeah. much. We're just talking what we think instead of prepping it. But yeah, we have. That's not... what this podcast is about. Yeah, it's just about... just literally just us sitting in the room just chatting rubbish. Yeah, but I reckon we... some could be recycled though. Yeah, but I, I think I mean we enjoy it. 
We have no idea when this is going to get out. But I reckon we're going to get this out before the World Cup. I I will hopefully get it done like ASAP Rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we appreciate everyone who listens. Yeah. We we, we, we try, love you all. We, we do love you all. We try to make more episodes, you yeah. know. And we will. We will. You know what? Hold us to that. By the end of the year, how many episodes do you want to have done by the end of this year? I want to get, including this one, four. I reckon we get five. Okay, let's round it up. Let's round it to five. Okay, yeah, about that. Um, and yeah, follow the Instagram. What's our Instagram? Play to the Whistle podcast. Follow that because we'd love any messages or any support. We are going to start trying posts on that, but that's me being very, very optimistic. Um, But yeah, yeah. thanks for listening, guys. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye.